Welcome to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Today we're discussing a question that kind of comes up sometimes, which is do psychics cast spells? Well, listen in and we'll share an expanse on what a spell is, how it might or might not apply to psychic work, and how it is connected to manifestation and pagan practices like Wicca. You may be surprised about what she has to say. So let's get started. Hello again, everybody. Welcome back to Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. Today, as you notice by the title, I'm really, really wanting to dig a little bit more into what is a spell? Do psychics cast spells? And it's kind of an interesting topic because we are a melting pot here in Canada. Well, North America, actually. And so there's a lot of mix of a lot of cultures. And the reason I'm even bringing this up is I had a gentleman ask me if I cast spells. And I couldn't figure out what he was talking about. I said, what? (laughs) And he said, spells. And I went like abracadabra? Yeah. (laughs) And that made me think, you know, how many people think psychics cast spells or can have power over others in some cases? So what I wanted to do is just dig a little bit more into that because I've had some other people come to me um, a couple of years ago. I had a gentleman and his wife come to me and they were running a business, a couple of businesses here in uh, town and, and they had some enemies that were of their culture and they were of another culture. They were, they were immigrants who had come to this country and were building their businesses and doing a very good job of it. But they had came with their own set of traditions and beliefs. And one of their beliefs was that, that uh, somebody could put a spell on them and it would uh, diminish their businesses, it would diminish their health, it could cause them to die uh, or have an accident or any of that kind of stuff. And so the reason, and I had a great conversation with them. Uh, I, I don't know if it worked, our conversation worked, and if they were able to understand what it was I was trying to say to them. But it was, it was really quite an interesting thing for me to talk about because in Canada, typical Canadians who grew up here, we don't have the culture that says spells exist or that they matter. And one of the things I do know for sure, in any way of manifesting, creating anything, whether it's a spell, whether it's money, whether it's finding a love, whether it's uh, creating good health from bad health, whatever it might be, you must have faith in order for the magic to work. Did you get that? You must have faith in order for it to work. So when this couple came to me, it was very clear that they truly believed that this person that they thought was casting spells on them could cast spells on them and was able to have power over them. So when they, there's a lot of subcultures, and I guess that's what I'm actually talking about, is the subcultures, uh, sometimes a lot of them are dipping into what they call, what are referred to as occult practices. Um, Spells associated with paganism, for example, would be in areas of witchcraft like Wicca. And maybe Wicca is something you want to take a look at if you're interested in spell casting. But witchcraft is not what's really been put out by popular culture and, and religious tradition, and nor are many of the other schools of paganism really as acceptable as, as they used to be. So a psychic spell is invoked to improve one's life and the world around them. They never use magic on someone else without getting their permission first. So let's back up a little bit here. Do psychics really do spells? Well, you'll hear me talk a lot about magic, the magic in believing, the magic in desire, the magic in reaching for, the magic in doing. 
Um, it's easy to perform your own psychic magic. And a lot of people today are engaging in spiritually earth-centered activity. And you can choose to do that too. Um, psychic spells are used to, uh, so psychic spells. Let me just carry on with this and stick with me. Stay with me to the end of this because you're going to think, well, just stay with me. <laughs> psychic spells are used to glimpse the future or tell the truth or protection Creating a spell, if you're into, again, the occult, the Wicca, the witchcraft, the paganism, it might require chants or potions or incense or candles, soaking in herbs and oils or, or all kinds of other things. Chanted songs, spoken words are typically following a format of some sort. Now that leads right into using candles as a psychic. I always have candles burning when clients come to see me or when I'm talking to clients either on Zoom or on the phone. Why do I do that? Because it helps with the clarity and the calmness of my environment. Is that a spell? Well, maybe. Could call it that. I use incense always. And I'm very particular about the incense that I use. I use only the Tibetan hand-rolled incense. I don't want anything with perfumes or anything that's not uh, of the earth or created with intent, creating with love. So I only use the Tibetan hand-rolled incense. Is that is that, am I creating a spell when I light my incense? What I'm doing, my intention as a psychic is to create a calm, inviting space for my clients and for myself, for us to be able to communicate and connect. Mantras. I teach a lot about mantras. For example, the Tara mantra, Am Tara Soha, is a mantra that I use a lot when I get into my car, particularly, and I'm out in the roads, and there's all of a sudden I'm feeling very vulnerable. It could happen. I may be picking up somebody that's a little out of control or driving erratically around me somewhere, somehow, and I'll start doing the chant. And I know that I'm getting a, a spell of protection or a magic of protection, or I'm placing protection around my vehicle. Is that called a spell? Uh, maybe uh, you could call it a spell if you like. I never think of it as a spell. I think of it as a mantra where I'm reaching into the universal energies to an energy that exists in support of me and my journey and you and your journey. At that point, I'm the one doing the mantra. So it would be me to look for support and look for guidance and look for protection. And I'd be going to the goddess Tara. So spells, they can follow a real, they can follow a conventional form, but is it really a spell? Take Dr. Masaru Emoto, for example. He is the water guy. And if you don't know who he is, Masaru, M-A-S-A-R-U, Emoto, E-M-O-T-O. Study his work. Google him. And you'll find out that Dr. Masaru Emoto did a lot of work on water, where he would have glasses and jars of water that he would put labels on. And some would have a label of hate, others a label of love, others a label with the different name of some villain from the past, another with the label of positivity in some form or another. And Dr. Emoto's task or purpose was to infuse the water with those words by just letting them sit there and have an impact on the water. Then they freeze the water, take a little slice of it, and they can look under the telescope as to what the crystallized form looks like. And that you notice that the deformed dark, murky ones are always coming up with negative words like hate or, or some notorious villain from the past like Hitler. or uh, And the positive ones, the beautifully formed ones that look like beautiful formed snowflakes would come up with from words like that were uh, infused like love or hope or, or desire or family. Um, there was all kinds of different responses and it always worked 100% of the time. Was he using a spell? Or was he just using a word and impacting water? 
and we are 75% water. So then what his intent is his intent, the most important part of this. So would your intent be the most important part of creating what it is you want to create? Uh, and can you call it a spell? Call it a spell. I, I don't care if you call it a spell, call it what you like. I love teaching about manifesting, creating your own reality, doing your life the way you want to do your life, stepping away from the reality that exists currently and creating your own reality in your own likeness, your own words, your own style, so that you can live your life your way. And what that entails is some rules and some focus, and it is mostly a mental process with the heart involved. So in other words, if you were to look at the law of attraction, the five steps, say, for example, the first one is asking, asking. They said, these are the steps to the law of attraction. You've got to ask. You've got to ask for what it is you want. So you got to ask. Well, as soon as you have a desire for something, you're already asking. And then you have to believe and trust. Now, remember, I said at the very beginning of this, you must have faith in order for a psychic magic to work or a spell to work or any Wiccan work to work or any manifesting. You must have faith. You must believe. If you don't, don't bother. Don't bother trying. So step two, source is answering. Source would be the universal energies. It would be, in my case, when I do my chant around my vehicle, protecting it from the crazy drivers that are out there and I'm on the road and I do Tara's mantra, that is me asking source and source answers by keeping me safe on the roadway. Step three says step two has already taken mode. Okay. You're relaxed because you've already asked and the source is, is answering. So now's where your faith really steps in. You know, it's coming. You have to believe, you know, it's coming. So be in the receptive mode receive and the receptive allowing mode and manage your vibration. Allow yourself to stay only in the higher vibratory tone. So when I talk about vibration, I'm talking about your emotional center. I'll get back to spell casting in a minute, but I think you can all see where I'm going with this. Your vibrational center is your emotional center. So if you stay in love and hope and positivity and optimism and hopefulness, contentment, uh, you stay in the higher passion, compassion, empowerment, appreciation is my favorite. Uh, you stay in those areas instead of always hanging around in anger or frustration or sadness or grief or depression or hatred or rage, revenge, any of those. If you stay in the higher echelon of, of the vibrational tone, you're going to find yourself having opening that doorway for the source or the universe to be able to bring you what it is that you're looking for. Step four says, get used to having step three going on. Get used to feeling that feeling of faith and stay in a higher vibratory tone. If it doesn't show up today or tomorrow, don't lose faith. Stay with it. It will come to be. And then step five says, get used to the things that come that come through hardship. So for example, we have to accept contrast. That's how we learn as humans, contrast, conflict, and challenge are how we learn the things we need to learn on this planet. So nothing bothers you. It's clarity. You're used to the fact there's a problem coming up. For example, you just broke your favorite dish. Now you can say, wow, okay, I just broke my favorite dish. I must have used it as much as it needed me to use it. Now I can go buy another dish that can become my favorite. You stay and don't allow contrast to drag you down into the negativity of what contrast can become. And you allow it to be a part of your experience of faith. Okay, now let's get back to spells. How does this have anything to do with spells? How does this have anything to do with magic? Well, it's manifesting. And what is it all about besides manifesting, intent, wanting, desiring? 
wanting to have something. So for example, let's say you're looking for the love of true love of your life. There are a lot of exercises that I have my clients do. And one particular one that I've shared with them many times over and over, and you'll find it somewhere else on another podcast. There's all kinds of them that I have clients do to help them draw to them their perfect partner, not the perfect person in the world, but their perfect partner. And if they do this exercise, a lot of times it really works. There are people who have come to me and I've given them exercises to do. Some of them are highly repetitive exercises, which would be considered mantras or chants. Okay, you could call those psychic spells. And they end up having babies and they've been trying for years and years and they finally get to have a child. Then all of a sudden they've got two or three kids. Maybe they're looking to get themselves out of a debt situation and all of a sudden they start having faith that's going to work out. And Because let's face it, I got to tell you, there's more money on this planet than there is people. There really is. We just think there's a shortage. But when we get out of the shortage mindset, then we're able to have and do and be whatever we want money-wise. So are you casting spells? Well, I guess you are, aren't you? Now, when you talk to the subcultures, though, when you look at paganism and you look at Wiccan, and Wiccan, a lot of the witchcraft or the Wiccan groups, they do have a credo that says, harm no one, good for all. So harm no one. So when we're talking like that couple that came to me, and they came to me because they believed this person was intending harm for them, they believed this person could intend harm for them, that is not something that would be acceptable in any psychic's world. You're not going to actually work magic on anyone without their permission first, and chances are you're not going to work magic on someone that doesn't want it in the first place. But it's not hard to learn how to do your own magic. And if you want to use the words like psychic magic, I see, I like the words magic and psychic magic. I like them. And if I can, if I want to call it a spell, I'll call it a spell and I'll go, oh, I'm going to cast a spell today. And the spell is I'm going to come up in the next half hour with the most amazing meal right out of my own freezer that I could even imagine. And I leave it alone. And all of a sudden, I'll get an idea and I'll think, ooh, I've got shrimp in the freezer. I know I do. Ooh, what about that? Ooh, I think I'm going to do that. Maybe I'll make some noodles and I'll make a cream sauce with this shrimp. Oh, wow. I might need to get myself some white wine. Ooh, that sounds delicious. <laughs> I just cast a spell and made dinner. Okay, now I'm joking around. What I guess I'm trying to say to you is, do psychics cast spells? And do psychic spells work? It depends how the angle you come at it from, and it depends on the amount of faith that you have. And remember, everybody on this planet is psychic. You're psychic. I'm psychic. We're all psychic to some degree. It's like singing. Some people can sing, make, build platinum albums, and others sing only in the shower. We're all different. So you can create yourself. But casting as a psychic spell on behalf of another, that gets a little bit more complicated, and you really want to encourage others to do their own chanting or they're singing or speaking their spells or if they're going to use herbs and oils. Uh, when, a, when, a, when a massage therapist uses essential oils to actually work on your body, is she casting a spell by sharing with you that she's got this beautiful oil and she's going to use it and it's, it is a calming effect? Are her words a chant that can bring you to a place of feeling calmer because you trust your psychic or your massage therapist and you believe that she can calm you and make you feel good with these oils that she's using or he's using? Herbs are another thing. Herbs, burning of herbs, sage. We have a strong, the Aboriginal people, do they cast spells? They do a lot of work in conjunction with psychics. And a lot of Aboriginals are psychic in working with the earth energies and animal energies. And they use a lot of things like tobacco, smoke, and sage and things to do cleansings and clearings. Um, a lot of traditional psychics do that too. I have sage here on my altar and I have an altar. 
Does that mean that I'm a spellcaster? <laughs> Do you see what I'm talking about when it comes to spells? You can, we, there's, this is a wide open conversation and we could do so much more. Um, there's, uh, there, there's so much more that we could go into with this, but the, the most important thing is knowing that you can craft your own spell by just having, and, and don't misunderstand, you are using the law of attraction and you are creating a reality that you believe in. And if you believe the spell you're casting will work, then you're further ahead of the game. So if calling it casting a spell works for you, great. I call it psychic work, magic work. I call it law of attraction, manifestation abilities. Um, but don't ever put yourself in a position because karma is also the other part of this. Don't put yourself in a position where you're out to harm another. If you choose to go be out to harm another, that will come back to you and it bounces pretty fast, pretty high and pretty quick. Okay, how about we pick a card for you? Why don't we manifest a law of, because it's a law of attraction I'm talking about here and as far as my theories go. Okay, so I found a card. I use, I'm using the deck. I'm using the law of attraction deck, money and the law of attraction just for fun because money is always fun to talk about. Everybody loves money and Christmas is right around the corner. So I figured you guys would like this. So here's the card I selected for us today. Life is always working out for me. And here's what it says. I like understanding that things are always evolving. And while there are many things that could be better where I am, it is not really a problem because where I am is constantly changing to something better. I like knowing that as I look for the best things around me where I am, those things become more prevalent in my experience. It's fun to know that things are always working out for me. And as I watch for the evidence of that, I see more evidence of that every day. There we go. Those are the steps to law of attraction right there. Enjoy that. Listen to this over again. Life is always working out for me. That's you having faith, stepping up, creating your own reality. There you go. Thank you very much for tuning in, tapping in. I want you to pop over to kitchenwitchin.ca if you get a chance to. Uh, we're going to be firing up that course again on February something rather third or something like that. Um, but pop over to the website, kitchenwitchin.ca. And remember, witchin is W-I-T-C-H-I-N. Pop over, take a look at the information there. And if you like it, get yourself registered. Uh, we're going to be starting our marketing routine uh, right after the Christmas holidays. So we'll be marketing it through the month of January. Might even start a little bit before that. In the meantime, everybody, you have an awesome day. And thank you for popping in. And I will look forward to talking with you again. Until next time. Bye-bye for now. Thank you for listening to another episode of Medium Well with Psychic Sharon Rose. If you love listening to this podcast, we have one little favor to ask you. Please follow us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Google Podcasts. If you love learning from Sharon, well, she's got a few great courses that are ongoing. Why don't you register for Kitchen Witchin? It's on now. All you have to do for more information is go to kitchenwitchin.ca. Or if you'd like to book an appointment with Sharon for a reading, or if you'd like to know more about Sharon, her psychic services, coaching sessions, and more workshops, go to SharonRose.com. That's Sharon with a Y. We'll talk to you next time.